Hello, you are listening to Rust in Shadows podcast, and I am reading from R.J. Rushdoony's weekly radio messages, and the title of the book is from Good. It's radio messages from his volume one, Good Morning Friends, and I am reading today the Kingly Office. The title is the Kingly Office of Christ, November 16, nineteen fifty four. So I'm going to start off with prayer. Almighty God, my Heavenly Father, give me grace to live and to pray, ever mindful of your kingdom, living not in the past but in the present and in terms of the future, knowing this is the victory which overcometh the world, even my faith, that I have been called to be more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ, knowing that you, Lord, will undertake for me. So, my God, I come to you, cast my care upon you, knowing you care as for me. I commit myself afresh unto your kingdom and to your glory. O Lord, give me the spirit of prayer, obedience, and repentance that you have work for me to do today and tomorrow. Let me not live in the past or concern myself with yesterday. Lord, I ask for your patience and wisdom to know how to deal with each and every situation before me, to redeem my time, So I pray this all in Jesus' name. Okay, the title is The Kingly Office of Christ, November 16, 1954. Good morning, friends. We have been examining these past few weeks the work of Christ, our Redeemer, both in his estates of humiliation and exaltation as prophet, priest, and king. Christ executes the office of the prophet in revealing to us his word and spirit, the will of God for our salvation, Christ executes the office of the priest in his once offering up of himself as a sacrifice to satisfy divine justice and reconcile us to God and in making continual intercession for us. This morning we shall consider his kingly work as a redeemer. According to the Westminster Shorter Catechism, Christ executed the office of a king in subduing us to himself in ruling, defending us, and in restraining and conquering all his and our enemies. Westminster Shorter Catechism, answer 26. Thus, we see that Christ our King has a threefold task. The first is to subdue us to Himself. This is no small task. We tend to be satisfied with ourselves. We are ready for all changes except the fundamental one, which strikes at our ego and our very existence. We are ready to accept God and His ways provided. He accept us in our provided He accept us in our ways. We say to him, I am thine, O Lord, but my will be done. We want God, but too often on our own terms and not on his. We need to be broken and harnessed to the will of God, but instead we yearn to harness the Almighty to our will. It is any wonder that Christ the King must subdue us in order to rule us. His kingdom over us originates not in the act of creation, but in the act of redemption. No one is a citizen of his kingdom by virtue of his status as a man, but only by his status as a redeemed man. The kingdom of Christ is a spiritual kingdom, not a natural one. The kingdom is both present and future. It reigns in our hearts today, and it asserts itself in the holy providential course of all history. It is future also in that it will culminate in a great and eternal kingdom in which dwelleth righteousness. And no man has any part in that kingdom, who has not been subdued by Christ. The second task of Christ 
of the king is ruling and defending us. When we are subdued by Christ, then we are ruled and defended by him. The function of a king is to defend his own, and Christ the king defends his own and does it without fail. He defends us, first of all, from ourselves, for we have no mere, more deadly enemy than our own nature. Against our wayward hearts and wandering feet, we have the sure defense of Christ, the King. He defends us also by correcting us in our sins and, pres and preserving and supporting us in all our trials and temptations. He rules us by daily governing all our actions and making them work together for good and ruling and defending us. He manifests himself as our king. The third task of Christ the king is restraining and conquering all his and our enemies. The world, the flesh, and the devil are by his sovereign will restrained and conquered. One area of his, conquer, his conquest is the universe. Christ is king over the universe and shall continue as king to the end of time. At that time, according to Paul in 1 Corinthians 15, 24-28, a change shall take place in the, that divine economy. Then cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father, when he shall put down all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign, till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, for he hath put all things under his feet. But when he saith all things, and put under him, it is manifest that he is expected which did put all things under him. When all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him, that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. The kingship of Christ over the universe will end with the total victory. It is attained, and the last enemy death is destroyed. Then the kingship will be turned to God, the Father, and God may be all in all. So the purpose of Christ's kingdom over the universe is redemptive, to redeem mankind, restore the original kinship, kingship of man over creation. Man was created to have dominion under God, and Christ restores the dominion of man over the universe. His kingship over the redeemed is eternal, and the new creation heightens its glory and scope. Thus it is that Christ executes the office of a king by subduing us to himself and ruling and defending us and in restraining and conquering all his and our enemies. He is indeed King of kings and Lord of lords. He rules us by daily governing all our actions and making them work together for good. In ruling and defending us, he manifests himself as our King. O oh Lord, this truth is undeniably uh, part of you, Lord, who have uh, manifested yourself in your kingly office as well as your priestly office and your prophetic office. Lord, you are a king, a king and lord of lords. You execute the office of king by subduing your people and that by subduing us we are redeemed and most most importantly it is in subduing our own hearts. First our own selves for our own nature is our enemy and our wayward hearts and our wandering feet so that we would have a sure defense in Christ the king. And Lord, you defend, defend me by correcting me in my sins and preserving and supporting me in my trials and temptations. You rule by daily governing all my actions and making them work together for good. In ruling and defending us, defending me, you manifest yourself as our king. And Lord, you conquer and restrain all our enemies, the world, the flesh, and the devil, 
and your sovereign will restrained and conquered one area of his conquest in the universe. Christ is king over the universe and continue as king of kings till the end of time. So, Lord, I thank you. The kingship of Christ over the universe will end with a total victory and is attained and the last enemy is death. Then the kingship will return to God, the Father, that God, God may be all in all. So that the purpose of Christ's kingdom over the universe is redemptive, to redeem mankind and restore the original kinship of man over creation. That you have put all things under your feet, that all things are put under you, and manifest that he is expected, which did put all things under him, and which all things shall be subdued unto him. And then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him, that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. O Lord, you are all in all. You are prophet, priest, and king. And in your kingship you subdue and reign eternally and forever. O subdue my heart unto you, Lord. Make it ever be governed by your uh, Holy Spirit and your kingship and lordship over my life. You are my Lord and my King. You are King of kings and Lord of lords. In Jesus' name, amen.